Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it and also with food and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman. And today's episode is a short one to give you some ideas of foods to beat cravings. Now, a lot of people think that if they cut foods with sugar, then their cravings will get worse. Makes sense, right? But actually, my experience has been that when you cut all forms of sugar, including flour, including sweeteners, and for some people, even including fruit for a temporary period, when you cut out all sweet tasting foods for a certain period of time, and it doesn't have to be a long time, then you can allow your taste buds to get used to less sweetness. And this can actually beat cravings rather than make them worse by feeding them with sweet tastes. So which foods am I talking about? I'll tell you in just a minute. But first, I just wanted to read out a couple of five-star reviews for this podcast. And the first one is called The Podcast I Didn't Know I Needed by Linol, who says, I've been listening to this podcast every day in my car and slowly will be giving up sugar. So glad I found this podcast. And the second review I wanted to read to you is from Chippy Gal in Canada. And she says, love this podcast. Found this recently and love the down-to-earth, straightforward presentation. Great information and so encouraging. Enjoying this new find. Thank you. Keep up the great shows. Ah, thank you. And yes, I will keep up the great shows because reviews like this and five-star ratings really encourage me to keep going and to make new episodes. I don't know if you know, but it's a lot of work to make a podcast. And I'm a busy mom with a job and a business and 101 things on my to-do list. So when you rate and review this podcast, it really helps me to keep going because reviews like this let me know that this podcast is making a difference. And this is what I'm doing all this for, to give this podcast a five-star rating and to leave a review, scroll down in the podcast player that you're listening on and tap on the stars to rate this podcast and write your own review. And if it's your first time here, welcome. And you might have a little catching up to do. There's over a hundred episodes already. And thank you for sharing it with as many people as you can. All right, back to the podcast episode. So I was saying right at the beginning that most people who come to me for help to get sugar out of their lives believe that if they cut sugar out completely, this will make their cravings worse. Because there's nothing worse than feeling like you're depriving yourself or denying yourself, right? And I definitely used to believe this too. 
there was no way I was ever going to give up all my favorite comfort foods, especially chocolate. No way. And I kept starting and stopping and going off chocolate for a couple of weeks, but keeping other types of sweet foods in my diet. And then I'd slip and slide and cheat and fall off the wagon and, well, start eating chocolate again whenever I felt stressed or tired or emotional or bored or even happy. Any type of emotion would trigger my chocolate cravings. So I was never really free from cravings. In fact, I firmly believed that such a thing wasn't even possible. But it was only once I started eating real whole foods, unprocessed foods, that I started experiencing what it actually feels like not to have cravings, not to battle with cravings, not to be bothered with cravings, and not to wonder when the next craving was going to hit me. Now, you may have heard of the term macronutrients, and basically, for some reason, food has been split up into three groups, or macros, which are proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, or carbs. And personally, I find that these three groups make no sense at all, because most foods are a mix of at least two of these macros. But, you know, nobody asked me when they made up these groups, so I won't mention it. But the vast majority of sugary and starchy foods that very often lead to cravings are also carb-heavy foods, or rather, refined carbs. And it's the refined carbs that you're better off cutting if you don't want to be bothered with cravings. Refined carbs are basically foods that have been engineered by the processed foods industry and pretty much stripped of all of their nutritional value, including the bran, the fiber, and the nutrients. For example, white bread, and I would add pretty much all bread, because flour itself is pretty refined, and also pizza dough, bagels, tortillas, pasta, pastries, white rice, sweet desserts, cookies, ice cream, candies, granola bars, and many breakfast cereals, even those marketed as being healthy. And refined carbs also include free sugars in drinks, like sodas, sweet drinks, and even pure fruit juice. And even if the label says that the drink or the food contains no carbs, they might actually contain sweeteners. And for many of us, as soon as a sweet taste hits our tongue, our brain like lights up and doesn't necessarily make the distinction between actual sugar and sweetener. It just goes crazy for the sweet taste. And this reaction is one of the things that can feed cravings. So one of the things that I teach inside of my program is to experiment with foods to train your taste buds to get used to less and less sweetness. And it's actually totally possible to train your taste buds a bit like you train your muscles when you work out. Let me share with you what I give my students inside of my program. I give them four lists 
one for sour foods, one for bitter foods, one for salty foods, and one for umami foods. Umami is a term that refers to savoury foods that are characteristic of like broths and cooked meats. And it's one of the five basic tastes. Now you notice that I only gave four lists, not five, and it's not because I'm trying to punish you by leaving out the list of sweet foods. It's with a positive intention that I give these four lists because the positive intention is to train your taste buds to get used to less sweetness so that you're not always running after sweet foods or sweet replacements. Here are some examples of sour foods to experiment with. Lemon, lime, grapefruit, rhubarb, vinegars, sauerkraut and kimchi. Here are some examples of bitter foods. Brussels sprouts, kale, endive, radishes, arugula, cacao and coffee. Here are some examples of salty foods. Sardines, anchovies, sea salt, olives and umami foods like preserved fish or preserved meats, tamari sauce, certain cheeses and miso. I'll give you some more foods to beat cravings right after this short break, including a fun game to practice training your taste buds to enjoy less sweetness. Be right back. I want to take a quick break to say that if you're looking for some free resources about how to cut sugar, then I have plenty for you. Come check out the Life After Sugar Facebook page and subscribe to the Life After Sugar YouTube channel as well as my Instagram account at mylifeaftersugar. You can also check out my TikTok account at netta underscore lifeaftersugar. And if cravings are getting in the way and causing you to fall off the wagon, then I have five tips for you especially if you're an intermittent faster, to help you get rid of cravings. You can find those five tips in the description of this episode in the show notes or go to aftersugarclub.com. In my programme, we play a game called the tasting game that you can play with your family and friends if you want. With eyes closed, or with a blindfold, see if you can taste different foods in these four lists. That's sour foods, bitter foods, salty foods, and umami foods, and concentrate on how they feel, the taste, the texture, and how you react to them. And over time, the more you eat foods that have other tastes than just sweetness, the more you train your taste buds to get used to less sweetness. And less sweetness equals less cravings. You may be wondering, well, what foods are left if sugar and flour and sweeteners are literally off the table? Well, there are dozens of real whole foods that you can mix and match together in hundreds, in fact, thousands of different ways to make a huge variety of combinations and recipes. And if we go back to that concept of macros, 
you'll probably find that if you concentrate on real whole foods that are more protein based, then these whole sources of protein are much more likely to keep cravings at bay than foods with processed carbs that are very low in nutritional value and that are specifically engineered by the processed foods industry to make you crave them. Examples of proteins that nourish you and fill you up are meats like beef and veal and mutton and lamb and pork, also venison and game and poultry like chicken, duck and turkey, as well as organ meats that many people don't think of, like liver and kidneys. You may not have grown up with organ meats, but they're actually super nutritious. And other unprocessed sources of animal protein are fish, either fresh or canned in brine, and also smoked salmon or dried fish, and seafood like calamari, crab, oysters, prawns and mussels. And let's not forget plant-based proteins like tofu or seitan or tempeh, miso, edamame, and pulses and legumes like lentils and chickpeas, kidney beans, black beans, pinto beans, navy beans, and so on, as well as quinoa and millet. Also nuts and seeds, including chia seeds and flax seeds, which are high in fiber. And by the way, fiber is a carb, which is why I don't like using the term low carb, because unprocessed sources of fiber like chia and flax seeds are high carb and they're very unlikely to lead to cravings. The best foods to beat cravings are real whole foods, not food products that have been created in a lab by the processed foods industry and marketed to us as being, air quotes, healthy with all their extra ingredients and additives. If you concentrate on choosing real whole foods, like the animal-based proteins and, and the plant-based proteins I just mentioned, and also vegetables, including fermented veggies like sauerkraut and kimchi, herbs and spices, dairy if you can handle dairy, especially fermented dairy like yogurt, sour cream and milk kefir, and also unprocessed sources of fats and oils like butter, and cooking butter called ghee, and duck fat, chicken fat, beef tallow, avocado oil, coconut oil, or flax oil, then you can really start training your taste buds to enjoy not just real whole foods, but other tastes than sweetness. Okay, but what about fruit? Now, I'm not saying that you should never eat fruit ever again. In fact, if you've listened to other episodes of this podcast before, you know that I never tell you what you should or shouldn't eat. I give you information so that you can decide for yourself. But what I found really helped me not to suffer from cravings, at least in the first couple of weeks when I cut sugar, flour and sweeteners back in July 2015, what really helped me for a period of just two weeks was to stop eating sweet foods, including fruit. And then when I reintroduced fruit later on, I wasn't craving the sweetness of it because my taste buds had recalibrated. 
and you might find that this happens to you, if you let it. And now I enjoy a little bit of all kinds of fruit, especially the lower sugar fruit like berries, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, cranberries and blackberries, as well as citrus fruit like lemons and limes and grapefruit and pomelo, and also apples, especially green apples, and avocado and tomatoes. Because here's the thing, have you noticed that foods that tend to cause cravings are very often foods that are A, highly processed by the foods industry, and B, a mix of fat, sugar or salt. And it's this unnatural mix, either fat and sugar or fat and salt, that affects many of us by feeding our cravings. And actually for some people, even foods like salted nuts or cheese can cause cravings because of this mix of fat and salt. And it's actually not a mix that you would find naturally. I mean, nuts don't grow salted and the same goes for cheese. In fact, naturally, milk and cream contain lactose, which is a type of sugar, and a lot of this lactose is eaten up by the good bacteria during the fermentation process to make cheese. But have you noticed that cheese is pretty salty? So there's that mix of the fat of milk or cream with the saltiness that for some people can trigger cravings. So what I suggest for you is to start thinking about which types of foods or food products trigger your cravings and which don't. And if the conclusion that you come to is that real whole foods don't trigger your cravings, but that highly refined sources of carbs or processed foods do trigger your cravings, then that information in and of itself is valuable enough to give you the data you need to decide whether or not you want to continue eating foods that trigger your cravings or switch to foods that don't. Sounds easier said than done? Well, it is. Which is why the After Sugar Club exists. Because you may know all of this information that I just gave you in this episode and in all the other episodes of this podcast, but just having the information isn't always enough. A lot of us, including myself, need support and guidance in order to implement this information and do it in a sustainable way. So that's why I created the After Sugar Club. Not only will you get the support of our lovely group, but you'll also get to talk to me live on our check-in calls to get your questions answered and especially to get those mindset shift and aha moments that are central to feeling peace with sugar, with food and with yourself. Go to aftersugarclub.com and click on the big green button to see everything that's included. Hope to see you there soon. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode.